Community Conversations podcast published by Blood Advances, the Journal of the American Society of Hematology. My name is Dr. Leslie Keane. I'm the Associate Director of the Bentown Center for Childhood Cancer Research and the Fred Hutch Cancer Research Center in Seattle and an Associate Editor of Blood Advances. I'm your host for today's interview with Dr. Jonah B. Sasha, Associate Professor from the BGTI Vaccine and Gene Therapy Institute and Oregon Health and Science at University. We're discussing his recently published manuscript, The Human IL-15 Superagnus Alt-803 Direct SIV-Specific CD8-Positive T-Cells into D-Cell Follicles. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so, um, Jonah, I was really excited to read this article. I think it has a lot of relevance to not only HIV, but also immunotherapy, immune tolerance, et cetera. So um, I have some planned interview questions for you, but if you could just kind of give us a sense for why, you know, so who is on your your collaborative team? Because I noticed that it actually was a collaborative team that spanned multiple institutions and why you started thinking about this as a potentially important project. So thanks again for having me. We got interested in IL-15 uh, with working with Altor Biosciences. That's the company that manufactures Alt-803, which is the IL-15 superagonist. And initially, they were looking for a preclinical partner to perform some safety and efficacy studies in non-human primates. And in doing that, we were really quite surprised to see just how well tolerated this compound was, but also how potent it was in modulating the immune system. So the cytokine IL-15 it plays a really important role in the immune system by affecting uh, you know, development, maintenance, and the function of natural killer cells and T cells. And this compound was originally developed uh, to be deployed in cancer. And as an infectious disease lab, you know, as with most things, we take our cue from what the cancer field is doing. And Alt-803 has gone into a, f- a few uh, promising clinical trials. Uh, in fact, it was actually rated by NCI, the National Cancer Institute, um, as IL-15 being one of the most promising uh, product candidates that could potentially cure cancer. And so upon seeing how, how strongly it affected the immune system, we decided we wanted to start working with this uh, in the setting of HIV or SIV in non-human primates. Um, and we decided to work with um, Pam Skinner, who's a professor at the University of Minnesota, because she's an expert in doing uh, techniques to visualize antigen-specific T-cells in tissues, which turned out to be the crux of this story. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I know that Pam Pam is a, a real expert in that kind of uh, microscopy work. So what did she do that was sort of the, the turning point for this study? Right, so we started by administering Alt-803 to SIV-infected macaques, and one thing that puzzled us was that immediately following the administration of this compound, um, the effector T-cells and natural killer cells appeared to leave the bloodstream, and we were curious to to find out where they were going, and our initial uh, studies demonstrated they were homing into lymph nodes. So one of the major problems with the new curative approaches to HIV is the fact that HIV likes to sequester itself away in lymph nodes, particularly within uh, B-cell follicles and germinal centers. And by doing so, it's naturally shielded from cytotoxic T-cells because they can't then enter into that area to to kill the the HIV or SIV that's living there. And so working with PAM, um, we used... 
tetrameric reagents that will allow us to visualize these antigen-specific T cells. And she's really the world's expert in being able to visualize where these killer T cells are in tissue. It's a very complex technique that she, only really she has mastered. And so we were excited to collaborate with her. And when we did so, we were really shocked to see the results that she, that she gave back to us, which was that these antigen-specific T cells targeting the virus, which are typically excluded from these B cell follicles, were actually then targeting uh, getting access to these, these regions and going in and killing infected cells. And the pictures that she made, the microscopies, are just beautiful. You know, they say that a picture is worth a thousand words, and I would say that uh, Pam's pictures are worth a few few thousand words because they really <laughs> are, are just gorgeous. Yeah, they really are. That's really cool. So so um, as someone who who really thinks about this, this question of viral reservoir eradication, I know both of you are, both you and I are, are kind of in the weeds about this and trying to figure out the best uh, strategies to drive T cells and probably NK cells to where the reservoir lands. How do you think this, can you place this in some context for me in terms of like CXCR5 expression on T cells and NK cells and where do you see alt 803 and sort of the hierarchy of, of what might be important? Right, that, that's a great question because CXCR5 is really the molecule that unlocks access into the B cell follicle. And the reason these killer T cells are typically excluded is because they don't uh, typically express that, that homing marker. And what's interesting is that when you expose the CD8 T cells to IL-15, it activates them, um, but it activates them in such a way they tend to actually upregulate uh, CXCR5, thereby gaining access to the, the, the B cell germinal centers. There's been some really nice work done recently, uh, Pam is part of that, where they're actually able to take CXCR5 and transduce T cells to express them, and then they also were a- are able to gain access into the, um, the B cell follicles within lymph nodes. Now, alt 3 is really unique in that it's, it seems to be one of the first compounds that we know of that can induce T cells to do this uh, following a, a small single dose uh, in vivo. And, you know, this is very preliminary work. We're, we're following up this now uh, with additional work both with Altor and, again, with Pam Skinner uh, to look and see if this, again, repeats under cover of antiretroviral therapy. Um, I think that this is an important tool. Uh, I think it – but it, it will not be used by itself. It needs to be basically – hitched to another molecule or to another approach. And so I don't think that this is the end-all, be-all. This is a nice tool, but it is only one tool in the toolbox. Yeah, I guess I was going to ask sort of that, in some ways, that sort of same question and maybe be a little bit provocative to say that, that is this all we're going to need, right? So so in terms of reservoir, uh, one of the questions that I have is, so let's assume that this is absolutely the key, right, to getting things into the B-cell follicle. Where do you think that that places us in terms of reservoir clearance? In other words, what other places might the reservoir be, and what, would that be a potential downside, or do you think this could drive into all reservoir um, areas? That's a, a fantastic question. I mean, I, I think that we know that the reservoir is pretty widely distributed across um, the body, and there are regions that we haven't looked at yet. I mean, one one area is the brain. We know the brain is is a is a immune privilege site, which typically excludes these sorts of responses, and so there needs to be a focus on the central nervous system. And the other area that that's, we largely have not looked at, and again, it's, it's sort of anatomically difficult to look at, is the uh, intestine, the large intestine, small intestine, and colon, areas that we know uh, harbor large amounts of latently infected cells. So while alt 3 
as great as it seems to be at least a step in the right direction for addressing uh, the reservoir within B cell follicles. It, I don't, we don't know yet if it uh, will, will drive cells into these other areas, such as the CNS um, or, or within the, 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 the GI tract. Gotcha. And you mentioned at the beginning of our conversation about uh, clinical trials in cancer with Altator 3. Are there any trials that are uh, getting uh, going now in HIV? Yes, there is. So as, as I mentioned earlier, this molecule was really developed for solid tumors, um, and those have progressed the most. I think they're just now entering the phase three clinical trials. And the initial results have been very promising uh, for cancer. I believe that there is one HIV uh, trial that's being run also at the University of Minnesota by Pam Skinner's colleague, uh, Tim Shacker. And I don't know any of the results of that. I have heard that he is going to present the first results, interim results of that at the CROI meeting in Boston uh, this coming March. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't know to tell you yet, but if we have, if we check in in a few months, I might be able to tell you more about it. But I would guess that based upon the work that we have done to date here in the non-human primate model, is that they will see that it's fairly well tolerated in HIV patients, um, and I bet that it's also willing. I'm willing to bet that it will activate natural killers and CD8 T cells. And I guess I'll, I'll go out on a limb here and say that they'll probably see a reduction in the latent reservoir size and lymph nodes. Jonah, thank you so much. Um for all your insight into this, I'll just wrap up now by saying that, you know, I was really excited to see this um, paper when it came through uh, Blood Advances. One of the things I, and you and I were just discussing this yesterday, one of the things that I think this highlights is the ability of Blood Advances to sort of re-expand back into the immunology and hematology of HIV, and I think it's such an important um, area for, uh, for us to to be able to publish really important new papers, and, and I think what you all have done is is it's a beautiful as you said it's beautiful sort of both both visually and scientifically. So I wanted to congratulate you on that, and uh, thanks for being on the podcast too. Great, thanks for the invitation. Thanks for your kind words. Appreciate it. You've been listening to Blood Advances Community Conversations. Visit bloodadvances.org to listen to more author interviews and to subscribe to the Community Conversations podcast. Music for the Blood Advances Community Conversations was performed by the Art Topolo Trio and provided by Dr. Art Topolo. This presentation is copyrighted by the American Society of Hematology. We thank you for listening.